Um, hello and welcome to Science Redefined. We are here for episode 27 and today's episode is all about Annie and me. So Annie is sitting opposite me, obviously through a computer screen, but you know, how's your week been? Uh, and we only saw each other like two days, three days ago. It, was so nice. yeah. it feels like an, I, to me that has, that feels like last year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Why does that happen? Why is it that when, like, you, it just feels like it took loads of time to get to it, then it happens, and then it's like, oh, well, it's gone now, and now I can't remember what it was like, but, yeah. oh. It was lovely. It was lovely. I had to buy her a pink umbrella. Well, I, wasn't, I didn't have to buy a pink one. I, the only colour I could find was pink, because it absolutely chucks it down on the Friday, doesn't it, in, like, Manchester, like, really ridiculously bad weather. And Annie didn't come with a coat, like... <laughs> just a little summer jacket and I was like it's raining I was just (laughs) manifesting spring manifesting summer in the middle of April April showers uh it's just my vibe what can I say I was fine but yeah Saturday Saturday kind of like brightened up but the Friday you manifested it and it didn't happen what it didn't happen and I'd straightened my hair yeah (laughs) yeah I just did every I don't know what 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 I thought I was attending I think I thought I was going to bloody south of France or something oh yeah obviously because you weren't dressed in nice to wear that <laughs> it was all good it was nice to see everybody it was a good weekend wasn't it? it was a good Friday we only stayed for the Friday but it was a, it was a really cool um catch up with lots of cool people in our industry that just are very nice people mm-hmm. yeah very knowledgeable people very knowledge bombs so many knowledge bombs they um yeah it made me come back and just be like oh I've got so many ideas of what I want to do and how I want to like map out my little coaching business and the things I want to achieve yeah I like coming away from events like that and feeling like that guess that positivity that you get when you surround yourself with people that are in the same headspace as you isn't it and want the same like there was no anybody wanting to be better than anyone else like that's the thing I love about the 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 EIQ event is that nobody wants to be better than anyone else we all just want to help each other um and I think you don't go to many places where it's like that really in life just in like business stuff yeah and everyone's just so aligned to to helping people and helping dismantle you know all of the oh a bug just fell from the roof oh oh Oh, That's like a creepy fucking bug. <laughs> it just went thud. Excuse me. Go that way, you freak me out. I can't oh. concentrate. Oh, I, I killed it. Oh. <laughs> Annie is just getting rid of a bug very carefully from her little seated desk base. Come on. <laughs> it's stuck fast. It's got like sticky feet. Okay. Oh. I'm just going to keep an eye on it. Uh, yeah, like when everybody's um you know their sole purpose for their coaching is literally we're all on the same agenda you know dismantling all the myths and all the toxicity and diet culture and things like that mm, it's just great vibes great vibes very nice um but we told you this week that this uh podcast was going to be all about me and annie so we're going to talk to you about us and kind of like just bounce off each other and the things that we've kind of experienced in our own journeys with fat loss, health, weight gain, names we've been called, <laughs> body image. our own bodies, um, 
and yeah just I guess you get to know us a bit more in this one yeah well, we don't know what we're going to say but we, where do you want to start oh well let's start with you let's start with you we always start with me all right let's start with me so I suppose if we're going should we go right back we'll go back to right back. first time I think I ever felt really self-conscious in my body um and it was when I got told I was fat when I was I think I was about 12 or 13 I remember the outfit I had on and everything it's really funny how little memories will stay with you isn't it and but yeah they just I and I wasn't well I guess I don't know how to word this because I wasn't I wasn't a slim built um 13 year old I was developing I did have a little bit of like I guess they call it, I'm saying this is a comment, inverted comment, things like puppy fat. So I had this kind of like little, little layer of excess on me, but nothing that I would look at a child now and think, oh, I, you, you wouldn't even think about calling somebody fat. Do you know that? But so, yeah. And I had this little short, it's like a matching shorts and t-shirt set. And this person said, oh, yeah, you're quite fat for your age, aren't you? You need to go on a diet. And I was like, mm. oh. Right. Okay. So I instinctively like covered it. I, I'm like, I'm crossing my hands over my chest and I, I just felt really conscious and really was like this. I must be fat because someone's told me that I am to my face as well. Like it's not even said behind my back. Um, and that feeling of, I just, I just wanted to get into a, like a shell, you know, like a little tortoise and like curl up into it and be like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this now because how do I change my body I'm 13 I don't know what to do to make myself be smaller um and from that moment onwards I remember I wouldn't wear like uh any kind of like fitted t-shirts or anything like that it was always it had to be baggy and it had to be um loose shorts and like or cycling shorts but with a really big oversized t-shirt on top because I didn't want people to see like I was obviously changing at that point as well because your body's changing at that age as well so I didn't want anyone to see like my boobs growing or the fact that I had a chest and I've always and I've always had that and, and then I remember just thinking I was really conscious about that as well so I just felt horrible for, for a lot of my younger teenage years and then just googling how do you lose weight what's the quickest way to lose weight and um, what do I need to do and back then like we're talking I was like it was probably the early 90s so I just stopped eating I literally just thought well that's the way to do it isn't it I would have my um lunch in school and then it would be nothing and I would skirt around to my dinner in the evenings um and that was it and then obviously over time I started to lose weight and the comments stopped it was more like oh it was then you've lost weight look you, you're now you're now slim like this is like and again it's like this is what boys like which is awful and I look I'm like oh my gosh like I can't believe that somebody said this stuff to me um but I think the seed was already sown at that point I did my confidence was pretty low in myself and I thought unless I looked a certain way then no boy was ever going to like me um and it, I was also dealing with the fact if we're going to go deep that I was really insecure about my skin color and the fact that I had um, curly hair and that I didn't know how to manage my curly hair either because it was just, nobody knew what to do with curly hair. And it's, it's kind of a mix of Afro and English, British hair. So it's really difficult anyway, but I was dark. I had this hair that the girls around me didn't have. And I was also a little bit bigger than them. And I was told that 
pretty much all three of those things weren't right because the magazines made me think I didn't look like how I should look. And I also had kids commenting on my skin color and calling me names. Um, and they were, and they were, I, I had come from London. I was living in a, in Wales and there weren't many, I suppose, darker skin looking girls around at that time. So it was all coming from girls that were the narrative of tall, slim, blonde, or straight or dark hair, but they were white girls. And it was just, it was, a, it wasn't great. Um, and that's where it all started for me. And I remember it felt pretty shit that I just wasn't, I wasn't enough. I wasn't enough as I was and everything was focused around body image. And that's what people kind of like judged you on. So that's where mine started. So, okay, I'll ask you the question. When do you, when did you notice that things felt hard or things changed for you? I'd say probably in my later teen years I'd say when I was younger I was I'm gonna call it bullying but I don't think it actually had an effect until later on in life when and possibly I mean I was a bit of a I wasn't a social recluse but like my life revolved around sports and horses and I was outdoors all of the time I live in the middle of the countryside you know we I didn't have access to a phone really until, you know, much later. Um, and, you know, I was called all sorts, but I was like the opposite, right? So I was stick thin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was called, and we've said this before, haven't oh, we? Like, yeah. <laughs> like Roland the Rat, I, like all throughout school. I know. <laughs> oh, it's awful yeah. though, isn't it? It's, like, we can laugh about it now, but those names that you get called when you're young it's it's horrible it's so bad and like and how in this is the thing about body image is that everybody has a body image so body image isn't like you know it's not just the way your body looks body image is defined by the perceptions the thoughts um the feelings and the behaviors that you do in relation to how your body looks right which can either be, you know, like negative or positive. Um, so everybody has a body image and a way that they feel about themselves, regardless of what they look like. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, someone in a smaller body can't have a negative body image, you know, just because they're not like in a larger body and stigmatized, you know, in terms of... Because people could think that you wouldn't get picked on because you were in the typical... I think I was the definition of heroin chic right like I I might technically speaking my body fit the trend in in that time but I you know I didn't really know that when I was that young because like I said like I wasn't really reading magazines I wasn't really consuming any of this stuff I was like I just lived in a forest yeah and you were outdoors yeah you kind of like you're yeah like I said you're outdoors more you didn't really look at loads of magazines and things like that so it wasn't really so then when people called you names like that then that must have been a, like well why why am I getting yeah. Into that yeah and I think it was only when you then start boys become important and the male gaze actually becomes more of a um, influence on your life and you know I remember there being a really stark transition when I was about 15 or 16 towards you know 
never having thought about the way I looked, never having really cared, never been whatever. I just wasn't bothered to everything I do now is to attract yeah is to attract the gaze of a man and I think that's when it started being an issue because then you know I didn't have any boobs I didn't have like there wasn't an inch on me like (laughs) and you know people I remember people used to say people still do say this actually that you know my shoulder blades are bigger than my boobs and what are you and stuff like oh you know when a guy when a guy goes to her ganny, thinks she's the other way around because her shoulder blades are like, you know, whatever. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm quite. Yeah, I know, but it's still shit. Now, I can't but... even, it's like madness, isn't it? Because we wouldn't think about saying that. Like, even from a young age, I would never, I don't think I've ever commented on someone else's body in that way. Or even come up with that idea that if you, it's like you're hugging someone the wrong, wrong way around, it wouldn't even cross my mind to think like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah it's it's funny isn't it when I guess we're not that way inclined to think about people in that way that then other people do and they just say it out loud as well yeah and then how that manifested for in body image for me was you know uh, a fear of gaining weight like an inherent fear of gaining weight um and I suppose like not losing that whatever that you know what people were and it, it got to the point where obviously people were praising me for it you know they would constantly be like oh I'd just love to be as skinny as you you know etc 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 and what you do is internalize that to mean if I gain any weight now you know I'm no longer worthy I'm I'm a bad person etc etc and I remember doing that all throughout you know 16 age 17 age 18 I was obsessed with the way my body looked and then that continued into university I gained weight in my first year again probably lack of nutrition education wasn't you know it's was uni just, though I guess is it's it? uni, like, yeah. And fun, yeah. Like, yeah lack yeah. of sleep drinking yeah. all the time like all of that stuff and I remember looking at a photo of myself and, and I literally like it's like I doubled in size right and I was and I was I freaked out and at that point onwards I remember I joined a gym and like my world basically revolved around exercise and moving and measuring like you know disordered eating basically you know I I wouldn't let myself I had the most rigid diet you could possibly think of um you know I was counting single almonds onto my plate I wasn't allowed to eat certain types of food I could only drink peppermint tea and loads of stuff like that um you know I I struggled then started struggling with you know overeating I wouldn't I, I don't I don't I never really thought about it I don't think I would have called it binge eating because I don't seem to remember there being a, a complete loss of control but overeating you know chocolate and foods that I had denied myself for the whole yeah. of third year and then I found CrossFit uh-huh. and obviously CrossFit is very function related it's not appearance related there's no mirrors in the gym and to me that was like a really revolutionary concept to be training and to be thinking about my body in terms of what it can actually do Mm -hmm. and that's when I kind of my body image kind of improved as a result of that I've obviously done a lot of work on my body image since then um because then I kind of fell into the trap of then like absorbing all of the the kind of trend at the minute is more muscularity and leanness, right? Yeah. Um, 
and obviously I'd been my, my whole life skinny little rat you know um they used to call me Ethiopian child like stuff like that and so that doesn't fit with the kind of trend towards you know muscularity yeah. and like having a full body and curvy and I just used to look at this and think that's never going to be me and so I put a lot of my time into bodybuilding and developing as much muscle as I could um getting obsessive with it you know my body image again was at a very low point after I'd like around CrossFit and stuff like that um and now I'd say I'm I've done a lot of work on my body image and I'm kind of at a very neutral positive point with it and that's kind of my journey with my yeah. body and then it's funny isn't it because like I guess so we both experienced stuff when we were younger um and how that led to then it transferring into quite a long period of time into our lives so I guess after like my teenagers and after being yeah okay we can use the word bully can't really you said it earlier so but after being picked on quite a lot throughout school I, I had this massive identity of like who am I like like I don't look like what I should look I certainly don't have the body like what I need to look like to fit in with everybody else and it was it really I just remember and even now it's only recently I think I've kind of accepted that it's okay to not to fit the norm but I still get those moments where I cringe inside because I, I was called a chunky monkey so and I was like Right. And I was actually at probably my strongest um, lifting wise. Again, I've gone into CrossFit quite a bit. And um, I remember this girl saying to me, and I just think, why do people have the right to comment on other people's bodies? I don't know. But mm -hmm. she literally looked me up and down and was like, and went like this with her finger. I'm pointing at the screen. Oh. And I'm going, I don't like your look, that chunky, um, chunky monkey CrossFit type of look. And so I, <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, okay. I, just, I didn't even know what to say to it because again I'm not good at being confrontational with it so again I, I internalized that I was like so I've gone from being a bit chubby to then being sticked in because I didn't eat for about four or five years very well didn't have a good relationship with food thought the only way to actually get a boyfriend and to fit into society was by restricting absolutely everything and then having moments like you and again I don't feel I ever binge like a bit I didn't have an eating disorder because I was always in control of it but what would happen is there would be a weekend where I would be like I obviously I was starving hungry like living off two pieces of bloody toast a day and cups of tea it would hit me by like a Friday and then it would be like I would eat everything like and I would be chocolates toast whatever it could be because I'd missed out on all of that food for weeks and weeks and weeks um but I always knew what I was doing so I didn't associate that with anything bad I think I just thought okay well I've had that now I've done it now I get to go back to living off nothing again um and again because at that point as well I was, I was sort of like mid-teens then I started to like those there were boys around and again they were they were um, feeding into that narrative without them probably even realizing that like thin is better like I would get more attention when I was in a smaller body um and again being called names like I, I got I got the boy I got the, the the guy in school that was like the rugby player that everyone wanted to go out with and I remember thinking I've done that because I'm thin because <laughs> it was nothing to do with anything else it was just because oh I had I had a smaller body so that's why he liked me um and but the whole time I remember thinking I had to be smaller in my mind I was like I've got still got to be small I can't put any weight on because if I do 
I'm going back to that chubby 13 year old again that nobody loved, nobody liked, nobody called the names. And it was, it just fed into that. So my body image, I think was really, it was, it's been crap, I think most of my life. And, and again, like I got into training purely because not from, I tried exercising when I was like early twenties and it didn't really go anywhere and I didn't really know what I was doing. So for me, I was like, well, that didn't even work either, but I didn't understand that I needed to probably follow a structured program or eat well to be able to then perform better. So all of that came in and out of my life. Again, like it was, I think I'd stayed quite in a smaller body for quite a while, um, but not through healthy habits whatsoever. It was just from not eating and denying myself normal foods, thinking that I couldn't do this because again, I fell into the trap of buying slimming tablets thinking that I would, I would I would then like going through phases of I'd lose weight and then I'd end up feeling so hungry I'd eat and then slowly and slowly and slowly the weight would go back on again and then oh god I need to crash diet again now I don't know we're going on holiday I can't have I can't get into swimming costume looking like the, the big 13 year old kid that no one particularly liked because that's the feeling that I always had that I would go back to mm-hmm. um so then I'd crash diet again and I'd buy every pill going and it was it was that it was that cycle for years but what I and I used to pick myself apart in the mirror like I'd stand in front of the mirror and like you hear all those names going round in your head that you were called I was called fucking I swore there sorry I was called a um a, fe- a peasant I was a peasant I was like I was a peasant I've been a chunky monkey I've been just a, a fat word I'm not even going to say it on online um just really horrible names and I'd look in the mirror and those are the names that I would hear all the time going round and round in my head and I would literally like hold my my skin and I'd be like I wanted to I just was like I hated it I'd be like it's, and I I remember going in the mirror going oh and cringing at what you'd see because it just wasn't fitting in with what was meant I was meant to look like and mm-hmm that was a really shit feeling that was that that was bad and I had to again it takes a lot of work doesn't it and I can't even remember when I think it oh no I do there was a moment and I think I've touched on this before so then obviously body image was rock bottom for quite a long time and then um I had a we had our first child and there was I caught him really easily nothing he wasn't really planned bless him but you know it came along and we were very happy but what happened from that knock-on effect was I was also quite low after it as well so then I put on a lot of weight um the birth didn't go how I expected it to go and then that body image feeling of coming back to when I actually loathed myself from like 13 to like 19 I felt like that that again that feeling of oh great now I've got this body I'm not even happy with and again and now what do I do but I've also got a baby and I'm also a little bit depressed because I've just had a baby and I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) And that those feelings all came back again. And I did the same thing because I didn't know what else to do. I crash dieted. I just didn't eat, um, which didn't end well at all. But then would then overeat again. And then I just got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to overeat all the time. And that's when I put on quite a lot of weight. So I had my first child and put on, I think I was, oh, I was, I can't, I don't know what weight I was, but I remember I must, I think I was about size 16, not going into maybe that they were getting tight on me. Um, my lifestyle was rubbish. I would eat fast food every weekend because I was upset. I was miserable. And that to me was like, well, I haven't, you know, that's just how I would try and make myself feel better. But all in all the time, I was still not having a great body image. I still didn't like myself and what I was seeing. 
but back well not even back then it was only like what eight years ago no longer than that sorry uh no max and jack are 12 you're talking about 13 years ago then then it was kind of like I still didn't really know how to fix any of this and I was like what do you do because I always still assumed that you had I still had to be in this smaller body to feel better about myself um and I think that I don't really know what happened I, I think I that's it no I do I'm backtracking I do know what happened I couldn't get pregnant with Max so we spent I spent like four years after Kai trying to get back into some kind of shape and I got into walking quite a bit and then was trying to um we were trying to conceive Max and something wasn't right and then this goes down to the hormonal health side of stuff where we've both suffered with things like this and so then because of that I couldn't get pregnant we started having tests and it was diagnosed I got diagnosed with PCOS and then they found out I had endometriosis so again that then made me feel really rubbish about me because I was like great my body like had never really been nice to me because I was thinking it was my body's fault <laughs> not the way I was internalizing all of this um and along down a long road of like trying to like work all of those things out and get that all sorted um, I remember saying, and it was like four years of trying for Max. And I remember thinking to myself, if I can get pregnant one more time, I, I'm, I'm just going to be really grateful to my body. Whatever body, it, whatever shape I am, whatever size I am, if my body will allow me to have another baby, because I was desperate for this baby, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate my body. And luckily, and I guess, it's, I, like, yeah, it's a success story. It was on my last round of like this Clomid treatment. And I was turning 30 and I, and I thought, that's it. It's not happening. I'm going to have another period. It's never, it, I'm not going to get pregnant. This is like the fourth year of trying this. And I was like, if I don't do something now, I am going to carry on hating myself. I'm going to carry on hating what I see externally. And I need to do something about this because I was in the pit of despair at this point. And I thought, I'm going to go and join a gym. It was just like, it was like something that just clicked. I was like, all the people that I see, crossfitters, this, you know, muscles were coming in. And like you said, it was about getting stronger. I was like, that's what I want. I want to, if I'm going to have some form of body compositional change, it's that that I want to look like. So for me, that was the first thing that I did. I went and I joined the gym. And I remember thinking to myself, right, just start looking at what your body is capable of instead of what it looks like what is it capable of so started joining the gym and then within a month found out I was pregnant so then I was like okay well I promised myself if this was ever going to happen I needed to change how I saw myself because my body's now just done this amazing thing for me and that's when I started to change how I thought about my own body image and I started to appreciate shit I didn't think I was going to have a baby and now I am pregnant so it doesn't matter what I look like. It's now about, right, well, how do I care for care for me as as that person? Um, and then that was that bit then. But it's also taken a lot of therapy to get to this point, to be accepting of your body changing and knowing that it changes as well and that that's quite normal for it to change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think one of the most profound things was when I was told that, you know, I, I remember being about, 21 22 and thinking I think I had loads of clothes I think this is it I had loads of clothes from when I was at school not at school but like in sixth form maybe at the start of uni mm. like you know tiny tiny little 
clothes that I fit into back then obviously my body had changed a lot over university I think I I'd put on about 10 kilos and Mm -hmm. a lot of that was muscle and a lot of it was body fat as well um and I remember thinking I remember having still having clothes it actually just might have been like clothes from my mid-teens like 16 17 Mm -hmm. and thinking why can't I fit in them anymore like why can I not still get into those clothes and it hadn't dawned on me at the time that your body is supposed to change that you're not supposed to maintain the same body as when you're like going through puberty yeah (laughs) teenager like and you know and then I when I realized that I was like it was so liberating to me and Mm. I find it interesting like certain body image messages certain messages that we consume around anti-diet and things like that can impact us in ways that might not impact someone else like and uh, we all have these switch points or different messages that really resonate with us that we can remember and that stick with us and that kind of thing um yeah and I think just understanding that bodies are not meant to be bodies are meant to fluctuate your weight is meant to fluctuate you know that all of the different factors that actually go into you know your body weight and your body fat levels and again like we were talking about it a bit last week when we said that so it's your perception of what somebody has said about you that then makes your body image what it is Mm -hmm. so the comments that we've both had from younger from when we were younger it's kind of like the the a big thing is to how we then if nobody had ever told me that I was fat at 13 I wouldn't have thought I was it's because somebody else had told me that and then that was my narrative of well that means you're fat this this you know this this shape that you have now means that you're in a so it's yeah and again I think that's fascinating in itself that what you internalize in your mind from what somebody has said about you is you take that as truth and that's then you have to learn how to unpick all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of that is like some of the work that I do do with clients is actually like pinpointing the point where the profound point where this stuff started coming in and then going back and thinking, you know, what, you know, what impact do you think certain experiences in your childhood or, you know, um, in your household or whatever it is cultural messages social media you know what do you think are the things that you kind of absorbed and internalized that have kind of got you to this point now where you feel like inferior because you've gained weight or your body has changed or you're storing more belly fat now and you know go actually go back and pinpoint because that what you'll then realize is you know you've basically just taken on there's there's so many influence so many things that have actually influenced the way you feel and the thoughts that you have and the beliefs that you have around your body it's not that this stuff is fact it's just that you internalize those yeah messages and you internalize them every day because we're subject to so many things and I think part of like developing a positive body image is actually being resilient to these messages Mm -hmm. and living your life in your body showing up in your body and being able to kind of bat these messages away understanding where they come from you know and all of it some of that is just like education and exposing yourself to that those kind of messages um and also knowing that like you said once you accept that your body does change but I think that a lot of the time as well that like 
you'll see progress when you actually start looking after the body that you're in and you and you see the that your body is worth um putting in nutritious foods into it because it's the only thing you've got that is standing you up right now that is keeping you alive do you know all of those things I think that was for me was one of the biggest things so one was that my body allowed me to get pregnant for the second time which I was just over the moon ecstatic about and the other one was that when I've been going through therapy which is quite recently I he he got me to and I know this is like a thing that lots of people do but I had to write a letter to the person I chose to write to was my my cat because it was the most important person to me my cat was like I've had quite a rocky upbringing it's not been plain sailing there's been lots of things that have happened in it and my cat was the one constant person who who loved me he adored me and I adored him so he got me to write a letter to my cat and I have never cried so much in all my life writing a letter to my cat who I but it all came out and then I just kept thinking all of this that I have said to myself all the names I've called myself all the the feelings I've had about how I look, my identity, I'm not good enough, I don't fit the norm, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that. I had to tell my cat how I was feeling. And what it did was it made me go back to a place where I was a child with my cat. I had him when I was like two, um, until I was like 15, he lived forever. And it was me telling myself of all the things that I said to myself and how actually that's really painful like to I treated myself like that I had called myself all these names under the sun I had picked apart everything about me and none of it was my fault like none of it was my genetics aren't you know they're just what makes me up and I I ripped them apart I I hate I don't know I hated myself and I had to really come to that point where I was like yeah but this is the one body you've got this is the one life you've got and if you don't change the way that you think and feel about yourself what what have you got like and why are you doing that when this one body is holding you up and has and has taken you through that whole journey of life as well never given Mm. up on me my body's never shut down on me or or the amount of times I didn't feed it and I, I starved it and then I overfed it not once has it not shown up for me and just kept going woke up every single day and it was those little things I was like, I've taken all of that for granted. And how, and, and then like, again, I went back and I pictured myself as like this four-year-old little kid. And I was like, I was saying that to you this whole time. I've just been saying that to you. Um, and I would never dream of doing that to a child. Um, but we do it to ourselves because of mm-hmm. the shit that surrounds us sometimes. So that was one of probably... Um, the the most typical I guess turning point and that was literally happened maybe a year and a half ago that that, that I did that um so I'm 42 so it's a long time of like you know working through and going through those moments so, so now I don't beat myself up as much as I used to there'll be times that I look in the mirror and I'm not happy maybe with like I might have put on a bit of fat and I am feeling a little bit like oh uncomfortable in my clothes but what I don't do I don't beat myself up and I don't call myself names anymore I'm just accepting of the fact that my body has changed for it could be down to the fact that I have eaten more food and I've been a bit careless with things but it doesn't mean I don't deserve to treat 
my inner self with respect, I think. And I think that's that was one of my biggest moments of change. Oh, I need to pause. Hold on. I'm still recording. Wait a second. You guys. Hold on, can you see me? Oh, pants. Hold on. Oh, you're back. Oh. I was just going to go and look at the Wi Fi disks, but. You, you like this with your glasses for a while. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think I don't think you were talking. I think I was finishing off with no. You, I hadn't spoken. You just yeah. you stopped on my end. So there we go. I think that'll be fine. But yeah, I just basically again, it's taken a lot of time, and I still have to do it now. I still have to remind myself because I'm not comfortable in where I'm at now physically with myself. But I also won't stand in the mirror and scrutinize it and go, "That's I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that." I just get on with my day, and I'm like, if I want to make the changes, I get to do that. That's my choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like it's, everyone's got different ways of how they, I guess. It's not work in progress. It's not like you just go and undo all these things and develop a better body image and then go about your way. There's no end goal. It's like a, a, a forever thing. Yeah, it's a forever thing. Um, and I think it's still all, it is all encompassing. I think it's still about your relationship with food, your relationship with how you exercise and how you view exercise. Are you just doing it for burning calories? Like, are you doing it for just purely for performance and how it makes you feel? Because I think those things make a difference as well to like how you perceive your body image to be. Um, it's, it's, it's so intricate and so like in depth, isn't it? But we know how draining it can be for women, I think, with like, going over and over and when they're not happy in their own skin yeah and I think it's you, you know part of the realization is that this was something that came up um I don't know if I've spoken about her but I have like two mother figures in my life right um so one of my other mothers who's not my mother but she is my mother at the same time um we were talking the other day about you know how and she's like a classic you know yo-yo dieter like um has been through a lot of trauma in the last few years constantly blames her gaining weight on herself and you know from I think one of the one of the best things about my education and my experience of coaching now is that I can actually pass that on to my love my like my closest and most like intimate connections and yeah. support them there where I know that they're probably not exposed to this kind of stuff and actually I can kind of be that for them. Um, and yeah, she was saying, oh, I want to get back. Let me just show you this, this photo. I want to get back to this way. And it was from maybe like five, five years ago or so. Um, and she was like, look, look at my body there. And yeah, she was in a much smaller body. Um, and she, and then she just looked at it and went, wait, I I hated my body in that photo. I hated my body on that holiday. And she like had this epiphany moment while we were sat on the sofa together. And I was like, and I just sat back. I didn't, I didn't say anything. And I was like, I've got to, you know, I'm going to reflect with her through this because I think this is a great learning opportunity. But I think realizing that when you realize that your body is not 
the way your body looks, your appearance is not responsible for your happiness. It's not responsible for your worthiness. When you disconnect from that belief and you realize actually it's the way that I felt in myself, it was the thoughts that I had about myself. It was the, you know, the beliefs and the things that I was doing in response to those things. And actually at that time, I, I wasn't happy. And yet she's like, I want to be, you know, 60 kilos that's what I was in this photo oh wait like because I want to be happy I want to feel confident and then she actually looked and said wait a second my confidence and my happiness weren't actually anything to do with yeah my the way my body looked or my appearance at that time and I think this is the really annoying thing and the thing that gets lost in social media at the minute and then it's like oh you know it's about loving your body and you know look at look at my body and look at my roles and I love my cellulite and all of this stuff actually the whole conversation should just be we just should be removing anything like the, that the discussion yeah from the bodies body. the whole point is it's not about your body that's yeah. the whole point and actually the more you say that stuff like the more emphasis you then put on your body and the more emphasis you put on the way that you look and the more emphasis that you put on loving your body and the way that it looks again you're still feeding the narrative that it's all about your body yeah and the yeah. way that your body looks and, and it doesn't change then does it because you're constantly going around and around and around whereas like you said if you remove it it's like body image is nothing to do with the physical in, in mm -hmm. so many ways isn't it it's uh, the cognitive it's the feelings it's the beliefs it's the perceptions and that is the work that you have to cultivate and do um and when you realize that that's actually revolutionary and I think as two people that obviously support people with that but also support people with fat loss because we're on this middle ground right because I think some people I mean I've had clients that have come to me and they've gone quite deep into the anti-diet world and the anti-diet sphere right and they're they're in a really much better place with their relationship with their body with their body image they're much more accepting of their body they don't pick it apart they don't scrutinize it you know they don't see their worth in it. They're not preoccupied by their body. They're not preoccupied by the food, et cetera, et cetera. But they've perhaps gained weight. And, you know, I've had clients that come to me that are at a bit of like a crossroads because they're like, oh, you know, I've been in anti-diet, the anti-diet space for so long. And the thing with anti-diet is obviously they tend to say things. I think things get twisted sometimes that, you know, saying that, health you know the health at every size matter saying that health is not related to a specific body type or a way that you look you can be healthy at any size you can engage in health related behaviors at any size is not the same as saying that obesity does present you know um adverse health risks and is can be detrimental to your health and I think that's where stuff gets lost sometimes, or they tend to go down the route of all diets are bad, yeah. all diets fail, you know, what, like, why are you pursuing weight loss? And I've, it's interesting because I, you know, I was having a conversation with a client the other day, but, you know, you can reject diet culture, you can buy into anti-diet culture and body acceptance, but also intentionally lose body fat at the same time. Yeah again it's your body exactly it's your body and if there's something that you know if your clothes are digging into you and you're not comfortable if you are getting out of breath 
and it's making you unhappy because you can't run around the park with the kids or whatever it is. If you want to change that, you get to change it. It's about how you change it, though, not doing it from that place of I despise myself. It's coming from that place of compassion where you're changing it because it's it's more than just the aesthetics. It's that's why, again, when you talk about goals and values and what's important to you, why it's also linked, why everything is always so intrinsically linked to each other and why it just having a fat loss goal might not be the the it's not what it's all about there's more to it you want more than that um and I always encourage my girls as well to kind of like you get to feel the way you want to feel now you don't have to wait until you've lost x amount of kilos if your bra is digging into you and it's not comfortable don't stay with that bra digging into you because all you're going to do is make your you're not going to like yourself because you're going to be focusing on the fact that your bra is uncomfortable you can feel that roll of fat at the top of the bottom where we all we all notice that we're all a bit like oh i don't i'm not feeling that go get a better fitting bra or go get a pair of jeans that don't dig into you so you're not solely focusing on that and then thinking that's all you can think about is oh, i don't like this belly roll because it's it's sticking into my jeans so i always encourage my girls to dress for where they are right now and like just because that I think makes a big difference as to how you show up for yourself. And it also will stop you picking yourself apart if you tend to go back into that cycle because you've still got a bit of work to do on it. It also stops with that. So you get to like your body all the way through the changes of fat loss and dieting rather than just waiting until you're at the end. You're like, now I can go and buy the clothes I want to wear. Like, well, buy them now. Buy, wear clothes that fit your body now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I do tell my girls to do that a lot. Um, and all it all it does is keeping hold of those clothes and keeping hold of those items. All that does is serve as a way to kind of like almost shame you and yeah. pressure yeah. you into your goals. And we know that that is not a great motivator for sustainable no. change, right? No. And, um, you know, and I mean, I've got, I mean, there was, there's two ends of that. Then again, where I get a little bit like, I get it when people go, I'd love, like, I've got a pair of, clothes that I want to fit into a pair there's a pair of trousers that I really want to get back into and they're just that little bit too tight so I will keep them because I know it's not so far from the extreme and it will happen but when you've got things that are like two or three sizes there's no point just let it let them go and find new clothes and make new memories in these clothes because again it's funny like you said about um you know she she remembered when she got to that point well actually I wasn't that happy back then but because you think oh I was really happy in that outfit but if you look back at that time were you or were you on a mega restrictive diet where you couldn't enjoy all the foods that you liked you went on holiday thinking oh I've got to eat everything now because when I come back I can't eat again like so what was actually going on in that picture or in those clothes at the time like there would be more to it than just I felt banging in that outfit you might have done but I guarantee there'll also be a few little things behind that photo that you've forgotten about Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah yeah absolutely I also think like one of the best things and one of the easiest things that you can start doing for your body image is to stop commenting on other people's bodies yeah or if you have a judgment about you don't voice it but you have a judgment is just exploring it like and just thinking oh like I wonder like what is it that's going on in my belief system or why am I yeah. thinking this thought? Yeah, you and see this walking down the street, isn't it? And sometimes you go to make an instant, oh, blah, 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 shouldn't be, I wouldn't be wearing that. Blah, blah, blah. Then stop it, isn't it? And be like, like you said, what is that saying more about something about you and what you feel about yourself more mm-hmm. than what that, that girl feels, you know? Um, and again, don't tear other women down, like, mm-hmm. because 
that we can all do that as well um mm. but I think that's a really good point as well as like what you're thinking about other people like stop just don't make the judgment put it back and reflect it on what am I saying about myself here what is what is the message I'm mm. giving myself in this whole story that I'm portraying about looking at other people you know yeah I think one thing also that helps solidify the fact that it is not like the pursuit of feeling good in your body uh it does not come with losing weight mm. is that you know especially if you're someone in a larger body for example and you see someone else with perhaps the same like you know the same weight as you with the same body as you but you don't feel comfortable you are you you would never feel comfortable in like a bathing suit or whatever and you see and this is something that I spoke to a client about recently like there's these really cool um women challenging the narratives about surfing I don't know if you've seen it but um they're like body positive accounts right so um these women in larger bodies are challenging the stereotypes about you know quote unquote fat girls curvy girls are not allowed to surf or you know you're not you don't have the body for surfing or whatever it is and actually just look insane they're just like you know I can do this absolutely just yeah embodying it just surfing they're absolutely smashing it out the park and you know client said to me the other day like she like those people are in my body like that that is literally what my body looks like and yet they can go out and surf and have their image all over the internet and feel incredible in their self that just goes to show that it's not about me losing weight that it's not about being in a smaller body in order for me to reach that level of confidence or reach that level of feeling incredible in my body that that's really hard like we get like this isn't something easy like you just heard me and Annie both say it's taken us years to get to that point um and I also think that when you start working on like just again like I guess being in a again quote unquote like healthier body being an active person fueling your body for nourishment all of those things go hand in hand with how you feel about yourself and the confidence that that brings um and I think that like like confidence is it's so much it's not just the external it's it it comes from yeah it always comes from within and I think that's just about empowering women that you get to be confident now you don't have to wait until you're at that end point like show up for the show up now like just do it because I think you find that your journey with weight loss will be a far nicer one as well like and you'll just you'll succeed in it because you start to believe in yourself as well because you've got that inner confidence and again it's all linked it's all linked together um so yeah so yeah I think I've spoken enough about my part of life um we'll have to do another one of these I think because it'd be interesting I'd like to talk about um maybe our hormonal health as well and how that affects um just us in different ways I guess more yeah on a different level of not just the body image but how it feels internally when you're 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 dealing with things like that don't always go to plan yeah I think yeah I think that's one thing as well is that you know body images and how you feel about your body is influenced by so so many things and you know these struggles and these issues can come out well like we often see them at quite a hormonally vulnerable times in a woman's life so puberty that's when there's some big changes going on 
when it comes to the way you feel about your body and that's when things start getting you know a bit difficult and then you know postnatal that kind of time as well and then also perimenopausal and that menopausal transition can often bring up a lot of these things as well um you know because of the impact that hormones have on well even just like your yeah your biology right but you know like your mood and things like that and our mood automatically impacts the way we feel about our body you know you wake up having not had much sleep sleep as well right is a big one um you're in a really bad mood you look at yourself and you might just think oh my god I'm disgusting like I'm not leaving the house today that kind of thing that impacts your body image as well and it's being able to like have part of having a positive positive body image is being able to buffer those days right and not exactly they say buffer them they're not not just going to go away but Mm -hmm. it's how you show up for yourself regardless of how you're feeling Mm -hmm. how you respond to those thoughts yeah and also I think knowing that what else is going on here it's not you know you might wake up and think genuinely it's about your body like say you look in the mirror that day and yesterday you were fine but you wake up and you think oh my god I'm disgusting or whatever whatever the words are I feel fat you know and then you think actually that's about my body I need to lose weight I need to restrict today um I need to go back to the gym like whatever it is that then fuels these behaviors that aren't that helpful sustainable whatever actually realizing that hang on a second what what else is going on here I haven't slept that well you know um I drank a lot last night and I really don't feel that great. Um, I'm in a really bad mood. I'm up to my eyeballs in stress. All of these things can impact your body image. And actually, you know, we've learned this recently, of course, through like changing your actual physiology in your brain. So the part of the brain that's actually responsible for body image and, you know, the way your brain perceives what it sees you know, those things can actually be impacted and activated when you're chronically stressed, when, you know, you're feeling these sorts of ways and you've not slept that great or, you know, your your mood is dysregulated. That impacts quite literally how you perceive what's right in front of you, so your body. And so actually, even just realizing that makes you think, well, my behaviors here aren't to change my body, aren't to, you know, berate myself. It's actually just to work on my stress, reduce my stress, be kind and compassionate to myself today because I haven't slept that well. Yeah. yeah, And I know that part of my brain isn't necessarily, it might be distorting some things about what I'm seeing in the mirror today. And actually realizing that and having that understanding can help you meet yourself with kindness on those days as well. And actually say, you know, what's going to really help me today is going to bed at you know a set time turning my phone off at this time you know doing something that brings me joy and improves my mood or whatever and actually the the habits are different to what maybe they have been in the past where you look at yourself think you look disgusting or you 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 look fat and it's and beat yourself up and go down that negative spiral of self-destruct um and again it's about what can you give yourself more than take away isn't it i think that's the things like again it's going to another podcast but yeah what can you give yourself rather than deny yourself when you're feeling like that you're like like i said more sleep more water a few more vegetables you know a decent meal all of that kind of stuff and that's 
yeah and when you can start to detach the two things so I'm I feel like this because of stuff that's I'm tired this that and the other then it does make your day a lot easier and you stop beating yourself up over things that you are actually in control of and making a change with mm. um well I think we'll leave it there shall we yes. yeah I've got to go on school run as well so let's um but it was nice talking to you again and as always I guess thanks for listening to us <laughs> we appreciate it um we like you lots <laughs> and I guess I hope that the purpose of this one was for you to get to know us a bit better um and know that we're human just like you and we it takes took us a while to get all of our stuff figured out um so don't feel alone and like body image might not be what you think it is and maybe you've learned something with that today and how to approach it from a different angle and a different perspective and, and yeah. get and get support with that you yeah. know this is really tough stuff to kind of like do by yourself because no one's teaching it you know no, they're not. Um, so yeah so yeah, yeah if you um if you enjoyed then give us a rating subscribe give us a cheeky follow and share to your social media profile so we can spread the word yes please that would be very nice um, and we'll see you next time yeah bye guys ciao